Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick. And we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. Nick, what is up, my friend? How is it going, Brooke? I'm running off like not enough sleep today. I'm ready for a nap. So as soon as we're done podcasting, I'm napping today. I love it. I <laughs> woke up at like 3.30 in the morning today. Oh, And then I like dozed back off till 4.30. And then I tossed and turned until 5.30. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm getting up. Mm. Like, I can't. I can't. I need to get up. <laughs> I had to cover uh, for my boss today. So usually I work in like afternoon to evening, but today it was like, get up, train the 6am client. Um, so, you know, get up at five o'clock. But last night I forgot and it was like 1030. I'm like, oh God, I got to get up in the morning tomorrow. I need to go to bed now. Oh, uh, no, so that's like the worst. trying to panic sleep, which is just, you know, that doesn't work. You can't panic sleep. You can't sleep when you're in a panic. So <laughs> I did not fall asleep till maybe 11, 15, 11, 30. So I'm running off, not enough sleep. Well, and it's good. You're going to be taking a nap. Good to take a nap. Yes. Good to take a Today nap. Today would be like a terrible day for me to like try to go to the gym and train or something just because I'm so sleep deprived. Yeah. I mean, and knowing when, like knowing when you can kind of push through that and knowing when it's like, nope, I'm going to save my workout for another day is so important. Like I had that day, uh, last week where I was like, you know, maybe Tuesday, I'm going to go to the gym. That was my big, my big thing. Okay. I'm going to move my Monday workout to Tuesday. And then on Tuesday I woke up and I was like, Oh my God, my body feels so bad. Mm -hmm. Like just sore, it, it felt heavy, like my, like when your body feels just heavy and like, yeah. so I'm like, I'm going to work out on Wednesday and Thursday instead, because Fridays are my client check-in days. So I try not to work out on those days just because I don't want to wake up at, you know, 6am to work out. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to like shift what day you're going to work out on, but it's kind of a judgment call sometimes. Like, yeah, if you're in the situation where like, you got three, four hours of sleep and you're, you feel like your body's heavy and you know, your workout's going to be absolute shit. Probably push that off a day. But if it's a situation where you're like, eh, I just don't really feel good today. Or even a case where like that has been happening to you more frequently, but you're constantly pushing, which day you go mm -hmm. to the gym and like, it becomes like, I'm not actually going the number of times I need to go a week. Um, then that's kind of the time to be like, all right, like, let's just, let's just go. Let's just suck it up and go. Oh yeah. I mean, and I've gotten used to training while my body feels super fatigued because I mean, shoot, I do maybe five hours of pole a week. And then I have my two strength workouts on top of that. And then I have my pole conditioning workouts on top of that. So I'm really doing three different types of workouts. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So I'm, I've had to actually, I had to do that, uh, on Thursday last week, I went, I went to the gym Thursday or Wednesday. And then I went in Thursday and I was like, Oh man, my body, my body's feeling this. And my workouts are to our push pull. 
So full body right back to back. I was like, you know what? I need to go today though, because I know that if I don't, I'm not going to go tomorrow. So, and I can't keep constantly pushing it off. So if you listening, find yourself to where you're constantly moving around your workouts and then you're wondering, why am I not seeing progress? Are you moving your workouts and then not doing them? Right. It's like, move it to the next day. It's not like, okay, well, I didn't do it on Monday. So I'll go Tuesday. And then you wake up Tuesday. You're like, I'll go Wednesday. Like that's when things get down that slippery slope. But yep. like, you're not actually going to the gym anymore. You're just saying you are. Exactly. You're just convincing yourself that you're doing something when you're not. You know what? Doing Sometimes, um, you know, if you're doing like a four time a week or something and you recognize that you're not doing that, switch it, switch it to three yeah. times a week and like be okay with that. That's something that I've recently done because I think I might've talked about this on the last podcast about how like burnout's been sitting in real hard for me um, between managing all the clients that I have online, plus doing work in person, plus making content, plus trying to manage a social life, plus trying to be a husband and a dog dad and a cat dad and all this shit. Going to the gym was getting hard, like finding time to go to the gym was hard. And when I was there, I didn't feel like being there because I was so burnt out from everything in life. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to take an intentional week off, see if I miss it. I did. And um, from there, do a month of three times a week instead of four. And hopefully I'll feel a lot more mentally recharged, bring that fire back into my workouts and actually want to be there. And I went yesterday for the first time in a week and it felt amazing to be there. I was so excited to go, so excited to walk through the door. So sometimes like scaling back when you recognize that life is getting a little hard, is okay. Like intentionally scaling back. Absolutely. And I agree. I mean, for me, my, my, my training is certainly not the norm, but Mm. it's one of those where I had a similar, a similar uh, situation where I was trying to strength train three times a week and manage all of the pole classes that I was in and add in my strength and, or my pole conditioning workouts, uh, which is essentially just strength training on the pole. Um, meaning like using body weight and doing things like, you know, pole pull-ups where you're pulling yourself up the pole uh, and trying to keep your legs off the ground, which Stacy, if you're listening to this, Stacy is my coach. Those fucking suck. <laughs> Yes, Stacy. Yes, Stacy. <laughs> please, please just be easy on the next program. Uh, she, she will. She no, will. Stacy, if you're listening, don't. Stacy's fucking <laughs> awesome. Stacy is fucking awesome. You want to see someone impressive, man? Whew. Um, but it's one of those where I was trying to get to the gym like three times a week on top of all of that other demand, and I was realizing I was only able to con- like to get to the gym three times a week, like 80% of the time, I want to get to the gym a hundred percent of the time. I don't like to disappoint myself. So I want to make sure that like, if I'm doing it, I'm not half-assing it. I'm doing it with my whole ass. So do it with your whole ass. That's right. (laughs) So I ended up like switching from working out three times a week and then doing two full body days. And having those workouts in, and it's been great. It's been great. 
And what makes the most sense about that is you adjusted your programming to be a two times a week program. So if you were trying to do a three time a week program, but missing one of those days, you're missing out on some key components in your program. For sure. So if you intentionally switch your programming to be less days, but still capture all those elements that you need, making sure you're getting like your, your upper body pushes, your lower body pulls, et cetera, et cetera. You have a much more complete program. Whereas if you are trying to do uh, a, a four time a week program, but only doing it three times, you, you don't miss out on the things that you would need. That's so true. And it's been feeling much better on my body. So I guess it's a good segue into like what our topic is today, how to get your ass in the gym. And there's your first tip right there. If you're really struggling, scale back when you need to. But what if, what if Brooke, you're not going at all? How do you get your ass in the gym if you're not going at all right now, but you want to? Okay. So if you want to go to the gym and you're not going at all, the best thing you can do is just walk in the door of the gym. Mm -hmm. Like the first step you do is you grab your car keys, you walk out to your car, you start it, you drive there and you just walk in the door. I don't really give a fuck if the first time you go into the gym is to take a tour. You went there. I thought you said a tour, like, like a dump. No. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in the gym, take a dump and leave. <laughs> I mean, you could do that too, but <laughs> that'd be a little weird. <laughs> I mean, like a tour, like you can tour the gym, like gotcha, have somebody gotcha. like that must be like some kind of Seattle accent there. Tour becomes a two syllable word. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you say it? Tour. It's a tour. A, t- a tour? A tour. A, like a it tour. rhymes with door. A do- it's a tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> People listening are like, what the fuck? I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> Let me say something completely different. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you can take a tour of the gym. <laughs> This is the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast is just making fun of each other's fucking accents lately. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you could take a a tour of the gym and go on. And then you can leave if you really want to. Or you can walk over and you can walk on the treadmill for five minutes and leave. But the most important thing is that you walk in the door first. Mm -hmm. That's step one. Yeah. So uh, start small. Maybe you are in there, you walk on the treadmill for five minutes and you're like, okay, like I'm ready to try something else. Totally cool. Go for it. You don't have to limit yourself to just walking in the door, but if that's what it takes to get you in the building, start there, start small and work your way up from there. Whether it's that day or over the or over the course of weeks, months, however long, start small and don't expect to be keeping up with everyone at the gym because first of all, they're all I shouldn't say they're all lifting like idiots because that's not true, but there are probably some people in there lifting like idiots and you don't have to keep up with them. Well, that, and it's important to know that everybody that's in the gym is focusing on themselves mm-hmm. and they're probably worried about the same exact thing that you are with people watching you. They're probably worried that you're watching them. And you so, know what? I think a lot of people say no one in the gym is watching you, which isn't true. 
at all. We all people watch at the gym. But like, you, you, I'm sure you watch people at the gym. I watch people at the gym. I know people watch me at the gym. But if you're going to let some stranger's opinion of you affect whether or not you make progress and better yourself, like that's not a way to live. It's just to like worry about what some random stranger that you're never going to see again thinks about you. Fuck that person. That's very true. And I do, I, I guess I observe at the gym. Like for me, I go to, um, I've just been walking at planet fitness right now, just because it's super close to my house. And when you work from home every once in a while, you need to get out of your house. And if it's 10 bucks a month and I can go and I can use the elliptical, cause I don't have an elliptical here. I'm going to go use the elliptical and I just kind of observe, but in a non-judgmental way. Sure. Like I just kind of look around and see, you know, well, what are people doing? But I also worry about the same thing. Like, especially when the other day, actually, this is, this is great. Yesterday, I did not want to get my ass to the gym to do my active rest. So on my rest days, I walk or I'll, you know, do the elliptical, but I won't even get to zone two. I'll just pedal. And, um, Yesterday, I ended up going and I was not in gym clothes. I was just in regular clothes and I went in, scanned, and sure, like the front desk people kind of looked at me like, you're, okay, like you're wearing just a fanny pack. That's great. Well, not just a just fanny, a fanny pack. pack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would allow you in Planet Fitness with just okay. a fanny pack on. So- <laughs> regular clothes with a fanny pack so it was clear that I did not have gym clothes to change into is where I was going with that gotcha <laughs> wow it is very clear that I did not get enough sleep last night <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you and I went to the same place on that one <laughs> but oh you know it's, it's funny because um when I used to work for a commercial gym there used to be this one older gentleman that would come in every Sunday at about 10 a.m. dressed in jeans that were all the way up to his nipples and (laughs) you could see like nine inches of his socks and he used to strength train in that he used to like use all the machines he would do like leg extensions he would do chest support and rows and I'm like you know if you want to go to the gym in your jeans go for it who gives a shit Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't even dressed in gym clothes. I walk in and I walked over to the treadmill and I literally told myself, just walk for 10 minutes. I ended up walking for like a mile. So I ended up walking for about a half an hour, roughly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, you know, I really didn't want to get my ass here today, but I did it. And And as soon as I gave myself just like five to 10 minutes, that's all I needed to keep going. So the most important thing is really just walking in the door. Mm -hmm. Because that's the hardest part is walking in the door, finding the motivation to put your gym clothes on, to get in the car, to grab your water bottle, grab your headphones, grab whatever it is you need and drive there and walk in the door. That feels like a barrier. But once you cross that barrier and you're in the door, you're like, okay, well, I can do whatever the hell I want here. It's, you know, it's, it's good to have a plan. So like, if you're not sure what to do at the gym, 
get a plan, find a plan to do, because then you won't be like walking around the gym, like a lost puppy dog, because that's uncomfortable. Trying to figure out what you want to do is uncomfortable. So if you're the type of person, I mean, I think there are two ways to go about this, which number one, Brooke said, walk in the door, take a tour, do whatever you want. That might stress some people out though. So if, if you're that type of person where that doesn't stress you out and that sounds like a good idea, love it. Otherwise, if you're the type of person that feels like they need a plan to do something, if you're very type A, write down what you want to do when you get there, have it ready, have it on your phone, have it on a notepad, whatever it is, and follow the plan when you get there. Everything's all laid out for you. You don't have to worry about it. You know exactly what to do. So two strategies for two different kinds of people. And I love that. I love that. And if you don't even know what to write down, then that is a really good opportunity to just go walk on the treadmill if you want to. Is Do something. Just do something. Go in with a plan. Do something. Something just to get you moving. Yeah. And that can be your plan. Your plan is walk on treadmill for 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's it's simple because we all know how to walk. We all know how to walk. So if you are capable of walking, then you can definitely do that. Now, another thing is I get a lot of people who, let's say you're already a gym goer. You already have been to the gym. You're, you're, you show up. How do you get quote unquote motivated to get to the gym? I get that question a lot. How do I get my ass to the gym? How do I get motivated to get to the gym? And the best way to put it is like, you don't, Mm. you don't get motivated. You have to just stay driven to reach your goal. The best way I can tell someone to get motivated to get, to go to the gym. This is what I do is I will go and pick out either a very comfortable workout outfit or a workout outfit that I feel confident in Mm. because not always the, the little cute matching sets are not always comfortable. Um, not that I wear those. I'm like full blown, like scrubby gym goer. Um, Same. <laughs> like, I don't got time for that. But one thing that I do is I will pick out an outfit that's either really comfortable or that I feel confident in. And I will put my headphones in before I leave the house. Obviously, not like when I'm driving. But what I'll do is I will crank up music that will get me pumped up music that I enjoy music that's fun to dance to and then what I'll do is I'll grab my keys and I'll say one two three go Mm, I like that and as soon as I say okay one two three go out loud I will say that out loud and half the time my fiance thinks I'm nuts but you know that's not a new it's all good that's not a a new that's not a new thing no it's not we know that yeah we've been together for seven years He, he knows what I'm about uh, so three, two, one, go. And I go to the car. I start my car and I start driving to the gym. Now, of course I take my headphones out and I'll blast my, the music I was listening to in my car. And like, I'll even like allow myself to dance in the car and just get pumped up. And then when I get to the gym, I immediately, same thing, one, two, three, go. And I walk in the door and I walk to the treadmill and I say five minutes. And then after I do my five minutes, I'm ready to go. Hmm. So basically, Brooke, your strategy is you're not motivated to go to the gym. You try and hype yourself up for it and you just fucking go. And you're you're not motivated to go, but you 
it's almost like a fake it till you make it type of situation, right? That's like, exactly what I was trying to say the long way. Yeah, I, well, I like how descriptive you were about it because I, I feel like people need like some legitimate strategies besides fake it till you make it because that's not good advice, right? But like if you actually give practical examples of how you can fake it till you make it, then that's a lot more helpful. And as you get into the gym and start to feel like you're actually doing something, then you're going to start seeing progress over the long term. And that's what's going to motivate you more to go to the gym, seeing that you're progressing, seeing that, oh, maybe I have a little tricep muscle here. That's motivating. Let's keep going to the gym. Like that's, that's where the fun part starts, but just starting kind of sucks because you're not really seeing results if you're not going. And what drives that motivation is actually seeing progress. So it's kind of like an endless loop of, well, I'm not seeing progress, so I'm not motivated. So you have to flip that script and go even when you're not motivated to see the progress so you can become motivated. Yeah. And I really want to talk about the difference between like discipline and drive, Mm. because a lot of people what I hear a lot is I'm just not disciplined enough. When in reality, I feel like discipline can kind of come and go. There have been parts of my own fitness journey where I've been incredibly disciplined. You know, when, when you, when I did a bodybuilding show, I was incredibly disciplined. And I think discipline and drive now that I'm saying it out loud is, is very much, it's very similar, Mm -hmm. but Drive, I feel like gives you a little bit more compassion. I feel like drive is like, you have a reason to want to do it. Whereas discipline is just like, well, I said I was going to do it, so I'll do it. Um, So, you know, we've we've talked about this in the past too, like finding a performance goal to get you a little bit more driven. Um, And I, I think discipline too, it's not, I think people think of discipline as a switch and not a dial. So your discipline is either on or off where really your discipline levels can be at, oh, I'm at a three. I want to go to the gym. I'm going most days, but I've been skipping a lot lately. Your discipline's a little lower. I mean, if you crank that thing all the way up to 10, that's Brooke in a bodybuilding show, right? That's going and giving your all every single workout. And realistically, not most of us are not like that. And that's going to ebb and flow over time is how disciplined you are. That's okay. But recognizing that you know when your discipline starts getting low and you're not happy with the results, you got to crank that dial up a little bit. That's very Pump some true. music in your car, you know, get yourself to the gym. Exactly. And when, when Nick says like, turn the dial a little bit, like turn the dial a little bit. You don't need to go from not doing anything. Yeah. You don't going... want to go from zero to 10. Yeah. You don't want to do that. I don't recommend that because then you're going to burn out. Right. You, you might be motivated for a week and then you'll be like, fuck this. My body is screaming at me <laughs> and I have no time to do anything that I need to do at home. So crank it up little by little. Yeah. We don't need to be going, you know, balls of the wall first, you know, first time you're back in the gym. And then the next time you go to the gym, you're, you know, kind of lagging because you were so sore and all that stuff after you crank the dial. So just little, little turns, little discipline dial turns. Yeah. That, that would very much be like that all or nothing mindset, which 
as we know, doesn't work because once you aren't all anymore, you're nothing. So. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I feel like sometimes when it comes to like how to get your ass to the gym, either you're not going at all or you're going all the time mm-hmm. and you don't need to do that. You don't need to spend, you know, five to six days a week in the gym. You can start with three to four. You could start with two to three. You can even start with one. Like if that's where you're at, start with one and that's fine. Yeah. And then work your way up over time. Exactly. You just have to start. That's what's most important. You just have to get there. I get this question a lot. It's slightly unrelated, but I get the question a lot of how do you get yourself to go to the gym in the morning when you're not a morning person? And I have thoughts about this. So I needed to like spit this out of my brain. Please do. Cause I'm uh, really curious to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, two options. One, don't fucking go to the gym in the morning. If you're not a morning person. Um, now I realize that that might not be feasible for everyone, which is okay. Like if you, you know, you work and the only time that you can get to the gym is in the morning, then yes, go to the gym in the morning. But you, if you have flexibility to go to a different time instead, there's no best time of day to work out. The morning is not better than the evening. The evening is not better than the morning. The best time of day to work out is the one that you can be most consistent with. So that is first and foremost. But if you are the person that needs to get up in the morning to go to the gym, my big strategy that I used to use when I had to go in the morning, I would sleep in my gym clothes. And the hardest part about going to the gym in the morning is getting out of bed. So I would literally say to myself, okay, you're in your gym clothes. All you got to do now is get your feet on the floor. So from bed to feet on the floor. And then once your feet are on the floor, like you're out of bed, like, let's go from there. It's a hell of a lot easier once you realize you got that first step down. So those are my two strategies, sleep in gym clothes, feet on the floor. Yeah. And I would have to say that I, you know, I agree with Nick. Like if you're not a morning person and you do have the ability to go a little later in the day or on your lunch break, like do what you can be the most consistent with. Mm -hmm. That is like one of my biggest pieces of advice for people is to do what you can be the most consistent with. If you don't work until let's say 10, 10 AM and that you don't need to get up at 5 AM to go to the gym. Like you, you don't need to. You don't need to, maybe you get up at, you know, 7am and start getting ready and have breakfast and like, take your time and then go to the gym at eight. You know, maybe that's something that you do, but one thing that's really important is just to make sure that you're going at a time you can be most consistent with, unless as Nick said, like the mornings are your only options. And then I really like his ideas, like sleep in your gym clothes and get your feet on the floor. You know, make sure that you're doing something just to get the little dial turned a little bit more each day. How about for people that their only time that they can work out is after work? Like they've just did a nine to five and they've spent all day talking themselves out of going to the gym. (laughs) Do you have any advice for those people? This is going to be a little brash, but it's just fucking go. Mm. Or again, see if there is a time where you can try to work out in the morning. Some people initially start working out in the morning and hate it and then end up loving it. 
that's true that's very true um i was just gonna say something and it slipped my mind what did you say before that <laughs> oh just um, fucking go right yeah just fucking go um yeah i think the biggest people, the biggest mistake that people make when they have to work out after work is they'll go home and they'll sit on the couch. Go directly for, to like, the gym. Yeah, go go directly to the gym. Pack your gym clothes with you. Do not pass go like directly to the gym. You know, if you have to stop at home, that's fine. Stop at home, change whatever it is. Do not sit on the couch. Do not stop. Just laser focus on that one goal of getting in the door. That is really the theme is just getting in the door. Yeah. I mean, because I know that when you come home and you sit on the couch and you think, I'm just going to decompress a little bit before I go to the gym, the gym is fucking work. Like you have to go to the gym to work in order to reach your goal. So when you come home and decompress, that's like you coming home, sitting down and then going back to work. Like you, do, you don't want to do that. Like, I don't recommend it at least. Um, I have a friend who he said, you know, well, I like coming home and sitting on the couch and decompressing a little and then going don't we to the all? <laughs> and and, goes, and then, then I like going to the gym and I'm like, well, how many times have you been to the gym this year? One. In the whole year? In the whole year. My friend, you do not like sitting on the couch, decompressing and then going to the gym. Exactly. You like sitting on the couch and decompressing. Yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> so that's something that's like, that's important to, to realize is like, if you think that you're that type of person, I want you to keep track of your consistency at the gym. Mm. And you know, if that works for you, fine. Like if you are able to successfully do that, like go home, sit on the couch, decompress and then go to the gym. Great. Make sure you're actually going. Don't be Brooke's friend who has gone once a year and thinks that they go to the gym. Don't, yeah. don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't be. <laughs> okay. I have a confession. It's you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Confess away, Brooke. Confess your sins. <laughs> See, I know that they don't listen to this podcast, so I'm going to say it. But it's my fiance. <laughs> Called out directly. <laughs> two is our basement. Oh my god, that is hysterical! Wow. So, did, did, have, you like, have you like? Have you called him out and been like, "You've been once." <laughs> sure have. I even wrote him a full program, and he's like, "It was just hard." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> you do you boo <laughs> well, you know <laughs> it's tough it's tough um be it's tough being married to a personal trainer it really is like i mean i wouldn't know because i am a personal trainer but <laughs> right but like being a part like having a partner oh, and yeah. having them like not understand the ins and outs of everything and like because i've i've worked with danielle in the gym a few times and tried to like cue her during stuff and then we both get frustrated at each other because she feels like she's doing it wrong and she is doing it wrong so i get frustrated where like i i feel like i hold her to a higher standard than i would my client just because i'm like i see you every day so 
That's a challenge. You know, I have to say that that in the past when Nick was working with me and coming into the gym to see me, it it would get a little challenging. Yeah. It was especially if it was like he'd show up like five minutes late and he'd be like, you were watching TV, weren't you? Right. Right. <laughs> like I and that's super normal, too. Like I have a lot of friends that are coaches and they have partners that are not coaches and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I can't. It's like I can't train my partner. Because mm-hmm. they don't take what you say as seriously as somebody else saying. And you it. know, it's taken me almost three years to learn that. Like, yeah. Since starting as being a personal trainer. So I will say if you are listening and your partner is a personal trainer, I would recommend to not use them as your personal trainer and, and seek guidance elsewhere. <laughs> because it's a lot harder to take advice from people you are super close to. It really is. It really is. So it's because that's... like you've seen them in their worst <laughs> moments. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Like Danielle's seen me throw up before, <laughs> you know, like if she were to hire a personal trainer, she'd be like, well, I don't know about your personal life. I don't know. I yeah. feel like that's a factor. I'll like wake up and be like, fuck, my body hurts. And he's like, why would I want to do that to myself? I'm like, fair. <laughs> yeah, very fair. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so glad that you confessed that. That was hilarious. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't with good conscience tell that story and then be like, oh, now I'm a liar. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't do it. You know, and I love my fiance. He just like, he knew I was a trainer. Like I've been training for going on eight years. So it's one of those where, you know, we've been together for seven. So like, this has always been what I do. Mm-hmm. And he works in the tech industry. So for him, like fitness doesn't come naturally. I don't think fitness comes naturally to a lot of people unless you were like an athlete growing up or something. Right. And so that didn't bother me then. And it honestly doesn't bother me now because that's how he's always been. And I know that when he does get serious about fitness, he will take it very seriously. He is that type of person that I, that's the hard part though. I'll have to watch, I'll have to watch him because he like, is he going to just turn the dial to 10? Yep. Oh, for sure. Turn the dial to 10. And, uh, I'm glad I won't be his personal trainer because I'm not going to be the one to deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) See, I mean, you heard it here first. Don't turn the dial to 10 because Brooke doesn't even want her own fiance to turn the dial to 10. So like, that's, that's pretty serious, right? If if you wanted him to get the best results, which you do, you love him. You care about him. You care about his progress. Of course, of course. And you're not recommending for him to go to, to put the dial to 10. No, definitely not. I would like him to start with like the dial to like four. Yeah. Starting there. That's what most people should start with. And I think every beginner thinks that they need to be at 10. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you don't need to have, you know, your discipline level at a level 10. That's not, I'm not even at a 10, like ever. No, I would I'm at a say, nine at, on my best days. On my best days, I'd I'm, say on I'd my worst, like I'm a two. Yeah, my worst, I'm like maybe a two or a three, and my best, I'm usually right between eight and nine. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to go ape shit trying to you know get to your goal. You can honestly just 
because when you turn the dial to 10, you, there's no room to enjoy the process mm. and you want to be able to enjoy the process. You know, you want to yeah. be driven and you want to be able to reach that goal, but you also want to be smart about reaching that goal. I will say the only time in my life where the dial was at a 10 for me was when I was a beginner. And I felt like I needed to do hardcore workouts. I was doing this, those stupid high intensity beach body programs. I was doing them seven days a week, hour long cardio workouts and eating very little food. And I would do it, do really, really good for two weeks and then do really, really bad for four weeks and didn't see a problem with this pattern at all. So if this is you, if any of this is speaking to you, how how often are you being consistent at a 10 versus how often are you being at a zero and weigh those out and realize that you probably need to turn that dial somewhere in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that it's also important to realize like once you find what works for you, keep the dial there. Yeah. Like whatever you can be the most consistent with. Like, let's say you're very consistent when your dial is turned to like a five or a six. Let's say you're very, very consistent. You're showing up, but you allow yourself, you know, like if you have a day where you're like, oh crap, I'm really not feeling a hundred percent or didn't get good sleep. I'm going to move my workout to tomorrow. And then you actually go and get it done. Like, and your dials at a five or a six and you don't feel guilty for having to move it, then that's where your dial should be. That's perfect. I think, because I feel like we've been doing this lately at the end of our episodes, is we've been saying something like, all right, DM us on Instagram and tell us blah, blah, blah. And I love that people are doing this. I love getting yes, these DMs. I love so here's, here's our DM us this. Um, we want to know where your dial is right now and where you think it should be. So if you're in the right spot and if you're not in the right spot, we want to know, know where you are, where you want to be and we'll fucking chat about it. Yeah. I love getting the, the DMs on Instagram because number one, it means a ton that you guys are listening. And number two, it's great to have these conversations. It's great for us to be able to help you, you mm -hmm. know, figure out where maybe you don't even know where your dial should be. You know, maybe that's, that's a question, you know, but figuring out where you're currently at, let's say you're not doing anything in your dials at zero. Let's figure out where your dial needs to be. Yeah. Let's figure, you, and you, let's figure you, out how to get you there too. Because if you're at zero, you, you should probably be at a two or a three right now. And we'll figure out how we can get you there. Exactly. And exactly. I, I love that you said like about having all these interactions because it's it's difficult as a podcast host because I feel like I'm talking to the ether, right? You know, you get you get very little feedback back. So I love to hear from you. I love to have interactions. Uh, Want to know what you like about the podcast and how I can help you. So yeah, DMs are always open. DMs are always open. And thank you to all the people that have been listening and that have been tagging us in their stories. That yes, is thank you. super, super helpful just because we want more, we want to be able to help more people. So tagging us in stories, sharing a podcast with a friend, you know, 
all of that just means the world to both of us. And I feel like I can speak for both of us when I say that. You absolutely can. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we hope this was helpful because we both got minimal sleep last night. (laughs) (laughs) Get some sleep tonight and have a good whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.